Welcome back to After the Buzz of Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Sideline. Once again, we're on a roll right now. Um, and in today's episode, we're really going to talk about one main topic, and we are just going to fantasize, throw out, whatever you want to say, a ton of trade ideas that we have for the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft is just a few days away. We're both getting really excited for it. We've covered a lot of the draft so far, but I want to keep talking about it. So we came up with this idea, and basically we're just going to sit here and talk about, just throw out a ton of trade ideas. It's going to be more of like a fun episode today while still analyzing some of these potential trades that could happen. And then to end off today's episode, we're just going to throw a few questions back and forth uh, at each other, sports questions, of course, just to end it off. Uh, we do it on Thomas's podcast all the time. I decided one topic, really not enough. So let's just do that at the end. But first, we are going to start with some potential trades that we have come up with. So let's get to that. All right. So we're going to hop right into it. I these aren't necessarily trades that we believe are going to happen. There's a philosophy, I think I've written an article on it. I uh, talked about it on my new YouTube channel. Go check that out uh, after the buzzer. Quick advertisement, self-advertisement there. And I'm going to get into that, but we're really just going to throw potential trades. Uh, maybe a couple of them will be absurd. We're just going to throw potential trades out there, talk about them, entertain the idea and whatnot. So, Thomas, do you have any trades that you'd want to start out with? All right. Do you want me, do you want me to start start out with a pretty big bang? Go for yeah. whatever you want. You got things started? All right. Well, if the Miami Dolphins decide, you know, Tua isn't really their guy and they don't take him with their, I believe they have the fifth pick, right? Yep. And then the Chargers pass on him, and then he kind of slips. I think the Patriots trade up to the number nine pick with Jacksonville Jaguars and select him ninth overall. I feel like, while that's certainly bold, and I certainly do not see it happening, I think it's a pretty interesting idea to throw out yeah. there because the Patriots really, I mean, depending on the assets they would have to give up in this trade, they really don't have anything to lose. I mean, they've got a good roster. It's not like they have a ton of picks where they're, you know, it's a really important draft for them mm -hmm. and they're rebuilding. I mean, just, I mean, other than Tom Brady, like their team is still, it, it's still pretty good. And I feel like if they trade for Tua, they could be either, you know, if he's a great player, that's their, you know, savior for Tom Brady. He's mm -hmm. leading the next generation of New England football. And, if not, then like, oh, well, you know, you can live with Jarrett Stidham. Uh, maybe they wouldn't trade up so high as to ninth. Uh, maybe they trade, you know, to like 13th overall, or I'm just throwing out a number yeah. um, to select him. But I feel like if he is available and you could see him slipping, I feel like the Patriots really need to go out there and they need to get him. I see what you're saying. I personally... Don't really hope they take him just because I think two is going to bust. It's a hot take of mine, but I think injuries are going to derail his future. I've thought about it more and more. I'd argue Jordan loves over him on my quarterback rankings at this point just because I simply just think injuries are going to derail his career. But 
Uh, a trade that I'll start off with a trade that I really thought was going to happen. I'm becoming less and less confident by the day, but the Chargers trade up from six up to three to either take Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills, or Isaiah Simmons. I have been talking about this for about three days now, and that it seems like the biggest thing I've talked about, the main topic, has been this potential trade. And I, I just think it makes sense. For the Chargers because they've made it clear, and I'm finally glad people are starting to get this. Mel Kuyper clearly isn't because he he always has the Chargers in all of his mock draft taking Justin Herbert or Tua. They have made it clear they are not interested in the quarterback, and I'm glad they're not. I don't think Tua or Justin Herbert is their guy. So I could see them trading up to three to either take Tristan Wurst or Jedrick Wills or even Isaiah Simmons because those are the three main guys the Giants are targeting at number four. So, and clearly, they're going to have the leverage in that deal, right? The Lions are looking to trade down. They'll do anything. They'll take almost any trade as long as they can still it in the range of Jeffrey Okuda. So they trade in this deal. They would trade their sixth overall pick, the 37th overall pick, and a 2021 fourth-round draft selection. I'm becoming a little less confident that this will actually end up happening, but I think it makes sense. Uh, if the Chargers don't have a preference between Jedrick Wills and Tristan Wirfs, they should just sit at six because one of those guys will be there, or both of them. But if they have a high preference or a decently high preference over one or the other, they should trade up because... The Giants right now, especially, I think they prefer Tristan Wirfs. I've heard they've had FaceTime calls with them, all of that. I think the Giants and the Chargers both prefer Tristan Wirfs. I know I prefer Tristan Wirfs. So just to be safe, if they really want Wirfs, they trade up to number three. Just a potential idea. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think the Chargers need to get a quarterback. However, they don't. They need a win-now quarterback. Their roster is talented. They've got a good defense. You know, they've got weapons on offense. They need an established quarterback. They need a Cam Newton. They don't need a Justin Herbert who's probably going to sit on their bench for at least the season, and it becomes in who knows if he's even going to be good. This Chargers roster can compete right now. There's no point in wasting this pick on, you know, a potential project um, in a guy like Herbert or someone like a Tua. Yeah, a Tua is gonna is hurt, so it's gonna take some time for him to rehab and all that. Exactly. So I think that they need to go after a quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it's the right time to necessarily draft a quarterback because their roster is too talented. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, if you, uh, I guess you can go next. We'll kind of go like back and forth here. All right, this is another one that I found on NFL.com. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on it, too, because yep. it's an interesting idea, I would say, but um, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. The Falcons trade the number 16 pick and co other compensation to the Jets for number 11 overall. I really don't know, unless the Falcons really, really like um, an offensive lineman, and their offensive line is absolute trash. And now they have to, that they have Gurley, someone who's incredibly injury prone, and they want to surround that lion. Then you know maybe they'll trade up to eleven to draft an offensive lineman. But it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I would say from eleven to like fifteen is going to be where Jerry Judy and CD Lamb and Henry Ruggs. Yes, are start that's going to be the wide receiver hotspot. Exactly, and I don't understand why. 
they would trade up to that because they don't need a wide receiver. They they really don't. I mean, they have Julio Jones. They have Calvin Ridley. Uh, like they're going to have Todd Gurley out of the backfield. They traded for Hayden Hurst. Like they've got a good air attack. That's the least mm-hmm. of their. Problems. Oh yeah, they they should. But if they pick a wide receiver, whoever the GM probably should just get fired on the spot. I mean, that's probably their biggest strength, their air attack, right? So they could upgrade their offensive line to help out their run game and their pass game even a little more, or they could fill in one of their many holes defensively. But uh, keep going. Um. Yeah, I really don't have much other than that. Um, I just think an offensive lineman, like, I'm, I've never been a big Matt Ryan fan. I've never been a big uh, Atlanta Falcons fan. But it, it's clear to me that Matt Ryan is going to do better if he has a better offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how I look at it. The Falcons' offensive line is, you know, pretty much complete and other, an utter trash. So, uh, I don't, I mean, if they're going to take an offensive lineman, great. But if, if you're going to get a wide receiver there, then I'm just like, eh, like, what you doing? Exactly, and I see what you're saying. Like, they should if they if they pick a wide receiver, they oh my goodness, I would be on here ranting for hours. I that trade isn't terrible if they want to. Tr- I don't think they need to trade up though. They have options. The Falcons do. Caleb on Chasen could fall to 16 easily. He's I love him. He is a little injury prone, and I feel like the Falcons, that's the problem with that pick. The Falcons are already so injury prone. Uh, They're one of the most injury prone teams in the league. Their whole defense, I mean, the year after they lost the Super Bowl, they blew it to the Patriots, they had a down season. A lot of people blamed it on injuries because their whole defense got hurt. Julio Jones was missing games here and there, so that's the risky thing. Chasen would fit their scheme wonderfully, and he'd be a great... uh, pass rusher for this off uh, defense. I love that, but he's injury prone, so that's scary. Javon Kinlaw, he's one of those, he's a top 10 talent probably for sure, but he just is going to fall because he doesn't really fit a lot of teams' needs around where he should be going. So, and and then you got Derek Brown, who's kind of going to push him out even farther. So they, one of those two guys, I think are going to be who they target or an offensive lineman. I don't, I I'm kind of debating back and forth. Overall, I'm leaning a more towards like a Chasen or a Kinlaw. That's who I'd like to see them pick. But if they pick an O-lineman, I wouldn't mind that. I don't want to see Mekhi Becton get picked. He is my bust offensive lineman in the draft. Uh, he failed his drug test, first of all. Second of all, he literally said he prefer- preferred food over football. Maybe he was joking, I really hope, but I just think, I don't know, I have to do a little more scouting on him. Uh, I've done a lot of scouting on the other top six or whatever, but I just really haven't heard the best of things from him. But if they pick an offensive lineman, that wouldn't be terrible. But here's the thing. They just picked two. They both they spent both their first round picks last year on two offensive linemen. I hated both the picks then. I still hate them both now. They picked the kid out of Boston College in 14. I forget what his name is. <laughs> and then they picked an offensive tackle, Caleb McGarry, at 31. Both of those guys did not have successful rookie years. What were they doing? They like they had the right idea, but just not the right players. So if they pick an offensive lineman, I don't know. It just I'd say, I don't know, the Falcons just have a lot of needs and the potential is there. They've got the air attack. They've got a good uh, running back, went healthy, and Todd Gurley. So they've got a lot of issues, uh, for sure. Yeah, and the thing is, it also, I'm not saying they would take it in a hypothetical trade-up with number 11, 
But I feel like the Falcons should start looking for a quarterback. Matt Ryan is, what, like 36 now? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure he's one of those Drew Brees or Tom Brady types where he's going to be able to play into his 40s. No. So I feel like they should start looking for a next quarterback. And I feel like someone, I'm not saying they should take Tua, um, but a Tua or a Jordan Love, someone with a great arm, would really fit their system, you know, with guys like Julio Jones uh, and Calvin Ridley, who are both, like, deep threats and great wide receivers. And I feel someone with, like, a um, a cannon in Jordan Love, if they were to take him, like, with, like, the twenty like the 27th pick, again, I'm just throwing out numbers here, um, I feel like that would be really beneficial because he could get you know, to learn uh, behind Matt Ryan, who's obviously an NFL, a very good professional quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and he would have a pretty dominant air attack right away. And maybe if he was placed in in a season or two later, we could see Jordan Love being a really, really good quarterback with some really darn good weapons. You nailed it on the head. Uh, I guess that'll transition us into our next trade. Uh, one that I throw at the wall here, one of the teams with the most interesting, in the most interesting position, positions in this draft is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yannick Ngunkwe, uh, uh, pass rusher on their team, he's made it clear he wants out, so he could be a really good trade chip for them. Obviously, his outburst was probably to lower his trade value to better the team that he goes to and to increase his chances of getting traded. Uh, a bit of a strategy there by him, but the the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a very interesting spot. If they stay at nine, they can either bring Saxonville back. I think their pass rush is better than people give it credit for. I really do think they should go after a probably a receiver. I don't. People say they should pick Tua. The really only quarterback I can see them picking is Tua. Uh, I could see them trading up to number three or number four. And taking a guy like Tua, uh, that could happen. I don't think they should, though. If I, you want them, I complete and honest truth. I think this team should go after Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb. I think their pass rush doesn't get enough credit. If they maybe they could trade up to, I just thought about this. Maybe they trade up to number four and get uh, Jeff Okuda. Maybe they do that, you know, or not number four. Maybe they trade up to number three and take Jeff Okuda and really just scan the Lions right there because they just got rid of A.J. Boye and um, and Jalen Ramsey. So they could do that. I think their pass rush is in an okay state. They could also take Javon Kinlaw or they could trade up and take Derek Brown. They could trade down and just get a lot of picks and take a lot of these kind of sleepers or underrated guys and hope at least a couple of them work out. Or they could just stay there, maybe hope to a falls, or they could take one of the receivers because at least, at very least, two of the three of them will be available. The Jaguars are in a prime spot in this draft. They have a ton of options, but they have to nail this on the head. They are the direction of this franchise is just heading south right now. So if they can do really well in this draft, especially this ninth overall pick is so crucial for them. They have to do really well with it. And I'd say the safest thing to do would be to take one of these top receivers. Cause I think between rugs, lamb and Judy, all three of them will be just fine pros. They'll be great pros, especially between Lamb and Judy. I think those two fit a little better than Henry Ruggs. But what are your thoughts on the intriguing spot right now that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in? Uh, see, the Jaguars, I really don't know who they should go with. But they've got, I mean, virtually, they can pick anyone or do anything with this pick. They can trade up. They can trade out. They can select defense with 
with this pick. Like you said, bring Saxonville back. They can select a wide receiver to help Gardner Minshew out. Like Jaguars, like you said, are in such an interesting position and honestly in a pretty perfect position because, like I said, they can pretty much do, do anything. Anything. Like, I, I don't see one move that, that they could make unless they got a pretty bad package in return that would, like that would be necessarily a bad move for them. Like, they're just in such a great position. And it's a shame that they're such a bad team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your next trade ready? Um, uh, I, I, I think so, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a weird one. Uh, but the Chargers trade number 37 to the Patriots for number 23. What do you think of that one? Whoa, I want to hear your- whoa, whoa, whoa. The Chargers just straight up trade the 37th pick for the 23rd? Oh, no, no. Obviously not straight up. This, there, there would be more compensation. Okay. That would just be the main main pieces of the deal. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, when he said, like, <laughs> what do you think about this one? And then I was just like, what? So, okay. Um, For the Patriots, I don't mind. <sighs> Ooh. Um... Uh, it depends. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what is your main reasoning for the Chargers and the Patriots to do that? Let's say the Chargers want. Let's say the Chargers want to pass on Justin, uh, Justin Herbert and to win the first round, but they're still interested in a quarterback. If they trade for the number twenty-three overall pick, they can select Jordan Love, someone who's mm-hmm. a complete prospect. And maybe if he gets a year or two to develop and the Chargers, uh, you know, get better as a team, then they are looking at a championship contender with maybe a really good quarterback under center in Jordan Love. Okay, I... For the Patriots, they're going to have options at 23, so if they do want to trade down, get further compensation, I'm not too mad as long as it's a decent compensation. And for the Chargers, I think it's all going to depend on what they do with the sixth pick. If the Chargers, if the Chargers, it depends. Ooh, this is I. This is a tough one because again, it. I think it really does all depend on what the compensation is for New England because the Patriots can find these sleepers. Like I trust Bill Belichick. He struggled in the draft recent years, but I still trust them. With the Chargers, I think it depends who they pick with the sixth pick, if that makes any sense. So if they pick, maybe if they pass on a, no, that one's bad too, because if the Chargers take Jordan Love, I don't think he'll work out in Los Angeles. So I'd sit there and say the Chargers look for either a linebacker or maybe, ooh, maybe this is what happens. Maybe the Chargers do decide to end up taking Isaiah Simmons if he falls to them, or they take a quarterback, which I wouldn't be too pleased with. But then they decide to trade up and then take either like a Patrick Queen or someone like that if they decided to go with the quarterback. Or what was my idea? They take Josh Jones if they pick a quarterback or a linebacker at number six. They take Josh Jones. I really like him. He's a bit of a project, but he's got the tools. And I, I do th- I do like him. At first, I thought he'd be a boss, but I did further examination. Like, I think this guy can be good. So it, that's a possibility. Okay, you got me there. I could see Josh Jones falling to them at 37 anyway. But if they really just want to be safe and they hear rumors, the Patriots, uh, they're looking to trade down. Maybe they do trade up. Uh 
and then maybe they trade up to 23, trade down a few spots. I, I don't know. The Chargers could get tricky there. But they could aim for a guy like Josh Jones. But really, I look at what they need. They need linebacker. They need a quarterback. I don't think the quarterback they're looking for is in this draft, though. And they also need offensive line. So that is my big spiel on that trade. All right. Uh, I'm thinking of a trade here. Rather than a rather than a trade. Okay, I actually have a question for you more than a trade. I know I kind of want to stay away from this, but what if you're the Lions GM and you are adamant about getting Jeffrey Okuda? I actually have two questions. First of all, the one. Um, if you're adamant about getting Jeffrey Okuda, but you still really want to trade down, what is the farthest point you're willing to trade down for in the draft while still feeling comfortable that you can get Jeffrey Okuda? Who holds the seventh pick? The Carolina Panthers. Or no, 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 no. The Air, the Arizona Cardinals. I no, no, the Panthers. I. <laughs> it is the Carolina Panthers. I second guessed myself there. I thought it was the Cardinals. No, it was the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> okay, I will. Pr- I'll probably go number seven because I'm not really concerned about Jeffrey Okuda being taken with one of those with like the Miami Dolphins or the Chargers there because the Chargers have an awesome secondary and the Dolphins have a really improving one. I mean, they just signed Byron Jones this summer. So I don't, I, I would say seven is the lowest I'm willing to go because I, I guess I'd be a little scared if I were to trade with Arizona for whatever reason that Carolina might take them, but I'm not so I'm not scared at all that the Chargers or the Dolphins are going to take him. Um, and so I'm getting my guy and I'm trading back and getting more compensation at the same time. So that, that's probably the farthest that I'd go. I'd probably say my answer would be eight, just because I think the the Cardinals are taking an offensive lineman no matter what. And I think it's actually somewhat realistic, too. Maybe the Cardinals decide, let's just trade up to three, because odds are, if they're really looking at one guy, if they trade up to number three, they can take any offensive lineman they want. Sitting back at eight, one or two of the offensive linemen may be gone. So if they sit back at eight, Jedrick Wills and Tristan Wirfs may both be gone, and now they're sitting there with Andrew Thomas or Mackay Becton, whichever they prefer. So I could see them even going a little farther and going to eight, but I wouldn't go any farther than eight because the, the Jaguars could trade up to three and easily take Jeffrey Okuda, or they could trade from, like, they could trade for the number 10 pick, you know, they could trade down to 10 or 11 and then the Jaguars could take Okuda at nine, you know, like Okuda is definitely on the Jaguars radar if he was sitting there at number nine for them because they just gave up so many uh, cornerbacks. But my second question for you would be if you were the Lions and you got a really good offer to trade back to like number 16 uh, to like the 16th pick in the draft. You know, Jeffrey Okuda probably wouldn't be there, but would you feel comfortable doing that, knowing you're getting really good compensation? And there are other corners in this draft. Uh, I'll probably go with no. Because if I'm the Lions that I'm really, really sold on Jeffrey Okuda, then I want to take Jeffrey Okuda. It doesn't matter. I guess it would really have to depend on the compensation, obviously, here. But if I'm with Jeffrey Okuda, I'm going to get Jeffrey Okuda. I'm not going to trade back to the 17th pick and be like, oh, well, we missed out on our guy. Um, you know, it's okay. We can we, we can just, you know, yeah. take someone up. Like, I'm just not a big believer in doing that unless the compensation is too ridiculous to pass on. Okay. That, yeah. 
I wouldn't say the the compensation that you were getting was exactly like can't miss, but it would be like a very good trade compensation wise. Uh, but those were the questions I had for you there. So uh, I, I have a couple more trades, I think, in store that I could talk to. But do you have any trades or kind of teams in really interesting positions that you want to talk about? Because uh, I, I think really, there's I one glaring it. one that I, we haven't talked about yet. I really don't have any any other um, for, uh, you know guys that to trade up or anything like that. Uh, one team that I could be trading out of the first round, um, I guess this is just something to talk about, would be the 49ers because their team is just so good already. Um, and let's say for whatever reason, like a, they're, I believe they have 13th pick, let's say you know they're not really too interested in rugs. But, and Jerry Judy and T.D. Lamb are both gone. I guess I could see them trading out of the first round. That's just my personal opinion. Um, But, I mean, other than that, I really don't have much to talk about. Well, I think there's, like, two more teams in interesting spots that I want to kind of hear your thoughts on. First one would be the Broncos at 15. We've heard a ton of rumors about them potentially trading up. So, we honestly, we've both agreed. You were just on um, the other day writing an article about the Broncos' interesting situation. But what do you think about them trading up in the draft to take Jerry Judy? Or do you think they should sit at 15 and hope that maybe Henry Ruggs is there? Or is that too risky? Like, or I uh, just throwing out, I'm on a roll right now, and you slow down a little bit. Uh, do you think they should just sit there, either hope Ruggs is there, or maybe just go for an offensive lineman. Like, what What do you think about the Broncos' situation in the draft? An O-lineman, to me, really isn't the move. That's just what I'm going to get out there right now. While there are, there are some good ones, like, at 15th, I'm just a little concerned at who you're going to get. You may potentially miss out on all of the top guys there. Personally, I'm... I, definitely going to uh, go with the option of staying at 15 and taking Henry Ruggs for a couple of reasons, actually. One, Henry Ruggs is higher on my list than Jerry Judy. I know you and I have our disagreements about that. I think Lamb is one and and um, Ruggs is two. So I'd rather have a guy like Ruggs who could potentially be better than Jerry Judy um, and then not have to trade anything uh, to go up and get someone like Judy, who could potentially be worse. Not only that, I I love the fit. I absolutely love. I the love fit. the fit with Judy too, though. I I don't think Lamb is their guy. He's not the fit, but Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, they're both phenomenal fits. No, I agree. They're both great fits. Don't get me wrong, but I for whatever reason, it, this is it. Just comes down to personal preference, honestly. I really like the fit with the Denver Broncos, um, and. The Broncos have stated, you know, they want to take more deep shots down the field. That means they're switching to a yep. West Coast offense. So I, I think with that, you got to get your speedster. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say that, you know, a guy uh, like Cortland Sutton is really a speedster. He's going to start transitioning into that number one receiver role. Mm. And I think Ruggs is the perfect number two behind him. Yeah, they're 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 looking to add speed to their offense. Cortland Sutton isn't very speedy. He is a downfield threat, so that's the thing. Like Henry Ruggs is more of a downfield threat too. So in that way, they don't really complement each other that great. But 
Cortland Sutton has turned his game around into more of a dynamic wide receiver. And I don't think Henry Ruggs is exactly a one-trick pony either. Both of them, their main attributes are they're a deep threat receiver. But both of them can do a little bit inside the numbers in the short game for sure. Uh, more Cortland Sutton, he's had more experience, more time to develop like that. But they need to take a wide receiver here. They have nobody behind Cortland Sutton. Getting a second wide receiver is going to help them transition into this West Coast offense that they've been talking about. And it's going to help out Drew Locke uh, a lot. I Personally, I think Drew Locke is going to struggle in this new offense, but we'll see what happens. I think they definitely need to aim for a wide receiver. And then one more. I'm sure we're going to forget about something we wanted to talk about. Uh, but the New Orleans Saints at 24. I've heard rumors that a lot of people just feel like this team will trade up in the draft. A lot of people more and more feel like they should take Jordan Love. And I agree. I'd love to see them take Jordan Love just as a fan of football. What are your thoughts? Do they just sit at 24, hope Jordan Love's there? Maybe they trade up and take Jordan Love or somebody who's just going to help them win now, even though it feels like they really don't have any holes besides get a franchise quarterback and maybe upgrade their receiving core a little bit. Um, here's what I'm, I'm going to say. That last part is something that I really want to focus on. They have, they already have a great team with seemingly no holes. Yes. That's it, right? They, their offense is still relatively young with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees, he's going to retire in the next one to two seasons. That's pretty much apparent at this point. Why not go with Jordan Love? He's the biggest boom or bust prospect in this draft. He could potentially be huge. And if he sits behind a guy like Drew Brees, who has been such a good... And Sean Payton. ...so long, he could you know come out and be, like, like you said, a Duke to Patrick Mahomes. And with the offense still being young and them heading into their prime, Jordan Love could come out there and be absolutely ridiculous right off the bat. And then you've got a super talented Saints team around him. Uh, like, to exactly. me, it just wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, I guess, in theory, you could take someone for maybe some more depth. Um, but if I were the Saints, I am going Jordan Love, no question. If I'm exactly, you nailed it on the head. If I'm the Saints, I do whatever it takes to get Jordan Love. I really hope the Chargers or the Dolphins don't take him at five or six. But if I'm the Saints, I look into, I'd probably sit back at the 24th pick and hope he falls there. And if he doesn't, then you talk to that team and try to blow him away with an offer. You throw the 24th pick in there, and then you throw a few other picks. Really, all the Saints need to do is make sure they get Jordan Love. That, in my opinion, is all they need to do for the draft. Everything else... I mean, all their picks are kind of luxury picks at this point, but as long as they get Jordan Love, it's basically a success for them, unless they really bomb the rest of the draft. But that's all That's all we've got to talk about in some potential trades and a few que more questions we had for each other in the NFL draft. So now to wrap up today's episode, we're just going to ask each other a few back-and-forth questions uh, in sports. So let's get to that. Okay, so now we're just going to end today's episode. Just going to ask each other a few questions back and forth. And the first one I'm going to ask Thomas, we're sticking with the NFL draft here for a minute. Which team, I don't want you to go like too in-depth or anything. I don't need you to look at just the picks or anything. Just off the top of your head, in your gut feeling, what's the first team? Like, which team in this NFL draft do you think is going to screw up the most? Oh, to me, this is a, a you know... It's a pretty, pretty simple answer, but I'm going to go with the New York Giants. I just feel like where they're at, they're kind of in an awkward position where there could be like a big trade um, 
that, you know, sends a different team that's not the Lions right in front of their pick, and then they'll kind of be scrambling, and then I just feel like they're going to make some sort of terrible, wrong decision um, at that pick that I think could potentially, no matter how, no matter uh, if they have a solid draft, that people are really going to look back and be like, wow, the Giants were an idiot. I just feel like they might completely reach at number four, or they might just pick someone who doesn't fit the roster. I just feel like the Giants are going to screw up just because, you know, they're the Giants. That's a fair answer. Yeah, I feel like a team is going to trade up in the number three spot. It shouldn't leave the Giants scrambling because, again, their top three guys should be Tristan Wirth, Jedrick Wills, and Isaiah Simmons. But even if one of those guys get taken, two of them are still going to be there. So, But for some reason, the Giants just get super paranoid, and they're going to reach. You know, they reach for Daniel Jones. I know he's worked out just fine, but, like, still, they they get panicky. It's right there. You, you still got Isaiah Simmons. You're still going to have one of those offensive linemen or both of them. So they shouldn't panic, but I see what you're saying. They probably will end up panicking. And last uh, draft, another incompetent organization was uh, selecting at the number four spot, the Oakland Raiders. They selected Cleveland Farrell. So uh, I could def- I definitely see what you're talking about. Uh, now you can ask me a question. Uh, I'm, I, I want to fire the same one back at you, honestly, because I'm okay. curious what your perspective is on this. I could honestly sit there and say the Giants for the same reason, but to spice it up... Oof. Uh, I might say the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are going to totally screw this draft up by any means, but if they take a quarterback, that's not the right move, in my opinion. So I could say them, and also the Jaguars. Right now, everything is going wrong for Jacksonville, and they have so many options, so I feel like they're just going to obviously, just because they're such a poor franchise and everything is going wrong for them right now, they're going to choose the wrong option, make the wrong trade, or make the wrong decision by sitting there and choosing the wrong player. They do also have the 20th pick, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there, but I can almost guarantee one of their first... One of their two first-round picks is going to bust. I mean, they're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying completely. They are probably my second choice, to be completely yeah. honest. Uh, I'll switch over to the NBA. When you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, who is more important for their team's success, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Ben Simmons. Because Joel Embiid, first of all, Joel Embiid is the more complete player all around. Mm. Um, and he's the better player. So if we're talking about like strictly importance to the team, like who is more important, probably Ben Simmons, just because of his age and because there's so much developing development that he needs to do that could be so vitally important for their future. Like if like if he were to like if he, okay, first thing, if he were to develop a three-point jump shot, that's going to be incredibly important for the 76ers. Mm-hmm. If he becomes a more aggressive scorer, it's going to be very important for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's younger. He's probably better to build around just because he's that rover type. He's, I'm not saying he's like Giannis in any way. I'm just saying in terms of his skill set and in terms of how raw he is, like he is a 6'10 point guard. Like He is legitimately... Like, it's so incredibly important to the 76ers' success and their future success going down the line. 
Fair answer. I think that's one of those things that I keep going back and forth on because I don't know. There's just a ton of reasons. The 76ers are such a confusing team. But anyway, uh, I'm ready for your question. Cool. All right. So this one is a little bit tricky. Okay. So here your first. So here your first thought. So it's like a. It's it's kind of complicated. But basically, okay. you get two stars to build around. The one is one is like the tier one guy. So you have Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Zion Williamson. But after that, you have Jason Tatum, Trey Young, and John Moran. You can only pick one from each tier, and those guys start your franchise. Who are you taking and why? Well, I was going to say Luka, believe it or not. I just think that's the perfect player to build around. But then I hear the tier two players – Trey Young doesn't fit with them. Jaw doesn't fit with them. Jason Tatum really doesn't fit with them either. So, personally, I'd rather build around Luka Doncic. But if I'm factoring in the second-tier players as well, fit-wise, I'd choose Giannis and then probably like Trey Young, who might probably be the worst out of the three, but he's still really elite and he'd be a good fit with Giannis. He could be a facilitator and a shooter. I'm not really sure how he'd do off-ball. None of them are really great fits. I'm not choosing Zion. If you choose Zion, you're a loser. Um, you ha- you have to choose Luca or Giannis there, but really there aren't great fits behind them. So personally, if I'm choosing strictly with no not including chemistry or anything like that, perfectly based off who I would want, just talent wise and potential wise, I would choose Luca Doncic and John ja Morant. So. If we, do you want to talk like purely fit? Do you want to know who I would go with? Just, yes, like, purely fit would be a whole different answer for me. But purely fit, who would you go with? Zion and Jason Tatum. Think about how good of a fit that would be. I know, but if I I know, but that's probably the best fit. But my thing is, I am not choosing Zion over Giannis or Luca any day of the week, even. Just that I couldn't do that. That is just against my self-conscious. Nothing against Zion, but Giannis and Luca over Zion any day. No, I agree completely. Like if I'm taking a franchise, yeah, built based out, off fit, I see what you're saying, but that's why I can't base it off fit. I'm not choosing Zion. All right. Do you have any other questions to ask me? Uh, I'll ask you one more. Uh, base. Okay. My question to you is the one last, and then you'll ask me one last question, and we'll be done. Will Jason Tatum win an MVP ever in his career? If so, how many? Uh, I feel like it's an unpopular opinion to say no. He is not going to. Look, I have a very big love-hate relationship with Jason Tatum. Like, I'm just, I'm a fan like, I see why people think he's so good, but, like, some of the Jason Tatum fans are just flat-out stupid. Not, mm-hmm. like, you or anything, because I know you're a fan of Jason Tatum, but there are some Jason Tatum fans. I wouldn't just- call myself a Jason Tatum lover by any means. Like, there were times where I thought Jalen Brown was better than him. I, I don't love Jason Tatum. Do I like him? Sure. Personally, I lean towards the fact that I think 
I think it's a 52% chance he'll win an MVP, 48% chance he won't. It all depends on can he continue the success. I think he's got the potential to do it. Right now, I slightly lean towards yes, but you saying no, I can't really say I totally disagree. Like, I'm pretty 50-50, but I'll let you continue. Yeah, just to me, it's just like, like, like Tatum is a great player, but just in the NBA right now, I feel like you need to be a great all-around player yeah. to truly win an MVP. Like, I feel like, like, look, let's look at Giannis right now. 30 points per game. Like, he's a great scorer, but he's also an incredibly great rebounder. He's a great passer for his size. He is a top three defender in this league. Like, really the only exception to, to, the, to the rule of the past couple of seasons has been James Harden. I mean, other than that, like, most of these guys, like, their MVP seasons are built off of, like, their all-around games and, like, their all-around skill set. And Jason Tatum, I'm not going to say sit here and say he's just a scorer because he's developed as a defender. He can legitimately make an all-defensive team this year. He's been a pretty good rebounder. But to me, I just feel like to win an MVP in this league right here, right now, you need to have a bit of an all-around skill set, whereas... I don't see Tatum with that all-around skill set. He's not a particularly great passer. And I think that's one of the things that's very, very important. And when you look at the future of this league, like you're looking at guys like Trey Young, Luka Doncic, John Morant. Uh, those are just a few that I can think of right off the bat. Even Zion Williamson's not a bad not a bad passer coming out of college. Granted, he's not nearly on the levels of those guys. He could average like five, six assists per game in his prime. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Like the future of this league is just built around players with either a great all-around skill set, someone like a Luka Doncic, or players that are elite two-trick ponies, um, where they can do they can definitely do other stuff. But like players like John Morant and Trey Young are great scorers and passers, mm -hmm. but they're also amazing shooters as well. Um, they're great at running offenses and stuff, and I just don't see. I just don't think Tatum fits in with those guys. Well, you can say uh, maybe Tatum's better than Trey right now, and even then, I think that, that's a little bit of debate. Personally, I'd take I'd take Trey over Jason Tatum, but I guess it would depend on team needs since they play different positions. Yeah. But I just in this league and the way it's going, you need to have a great all-around skill set. And Jason Tatum, to me, is a great scorer, but doesn't really excel at anything else like a Luka Doncic or a Trey Young or a, or a Zion Williamson mm -hmm. or a John Morant or any of those guys, really. But that's just my personal opinion. Wow, that was a very good explanation. And to wrap it up, my last question. All right. Oh, sorry. I, sorry, I got completely confused. I want to switch it back to the NFL. Go for it. So, the Miami Dolphins with the Tua thing. Would you rather, like, would you rather see the Dolphins trade back to, like, trade back maybe to, like, 13 and take Tua? Or would you rather see them, like, wait and take Jordan Love with one of their later picks? I know it's a bit of an interesting question, but I'm curious to see what you think. Neither. Neither? Nope. Why? Uh, Tua... I said it, he's going to bust. Justin right. Herbert, never be more than an average quarterback. Jordan Love, he's going to bust if he goes to Miami. I don't want to see them take either three. I, 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 As a Patriots fan, I love it because 
I don't want to see them succeed, you know. But right. the, but if I'm if I'm the uh, Dolphins front office, I know we need a franchise quarterback. It's not in this draft. It's like it's you know on Tinder. I'll swipe right. It's not here. If Joe Burrow falls to number five, which is not gonna happen, you take him obviously. But no, 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 none of them, none of those options. I'd probably maybe stay at number five and take like Isaiah Simmons if he's available, or maybe an offensive tackle. I'd even entertain trading back. If you trade back, you can now get even more compensation. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think this team should take a quarterback, but they probably will. Uh, whether that's Herbert or Tua at number five. I don't think the Dolphins are going to trade up or down. I think they're going to take a quarterback at number five. The question really is, will it be Tua or Justin Herbert? Personally, I don't think it'll end up being the right move, but it's what they're going to do. Okay, I think that's fair. Do you have any other questions to ask me? No, nope. I, uh, I think we're just about done. So uh, that's going to do for today's episode. Uh, make sure you go follow me and Thomas on Instagram at After the Buzzer Sports Talk at Mr. Sideline. Also, go check out my new YouTube channel. I just made it. I want to do that as more of a way to kind of branch out a little bit and do a little bit of different things there that I couldn't do on a podcast, like break down some film once I get the right editing and stuff. My first episode was all on the Los Angeles Chargers and what they should do with that number six pick. Uh, It's a hot take that I had. I go full in depth, uh, about 20 minute video. Go check that out. Go subscribe to help your boy out a little bit. Uh, But that's going to wrap it up for me and Thomas today. So uh, thank you guys for listening and I hope to see you guys next time. Oh, 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 oh,